Well, any time. What, me or them? I'm waiting to hear the bumper. Oh. Well, we may be on the air. <laughs> there may be no bumper. I don't know. Okie dokie. Well, other than humming a few bars of something, then I will jump in and say, welcome to Nightlight. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we all call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Okie doke, now I want to... um, I want to introduce my guest tonight, who I who I am um, so thrilled and flattered that she is here to share the evening with me. I can't tell you. She's probably one of the wisest women I have ever met. She has um, been through the fire and she's survived it all, come out wiser and smarter and and full of all sorts of amazing material that is just amazing. Tonight, we welcome Solaris Blue Raven to Nightlight. She's a published author, public speaker, timeline astrologer, MT healer, remote viewer, clairvoyant, and an assessment specialist in psychotronic warfare, synthetic telepathy, and covert technology. She's a world-class natural psychic and a cosmic advisor and has been a test pilot for covert technology, drawing from a professional background in surveillance. She investigates global anomalies in addition to her current research. She's a professional writer with three three amazing books out there. All of them I highly recommend. They're, they're terrific. My favorite is Transmutation Through Ascension, Soul of the Sun. And uh, they can they can all actually be purchased from Amazon or at Author Books. And she also is a co-host here on Freedom Slips Radio. And uh, her show is called Raven Stars Witching Hour, and that's on Saturday nights at midnight. And you can find her, at least one of her websites, at www.nightshadowanomalydetectives.com. String it all together. It's really hard to read. So welcome to the show, Solaris. Thank you so much, Barbara. I'm so happy to be here. And thank you for those kind words, by the way. Likewise, oh. I have a great deal of respect for you. So thank you. Well, I every time I talk to you, I learn a ton. And I keep forgetting that we're supposed to be, you know, talking and, and giving people information and find that I am um, pumping you as dry as I can about the information that, <laughs> that, that enlightens me. Um, you, you like I, um, we, we both feel the energy is, uh, that's going around and, and certainly the energy of the world, the consciousness that we're living in is, is it's constantly expanding, but, but the people are beginning to feel that expansion. And, and I get so many people saying, you know, I don't know if I should be with you or a shrink. And every now and then I said, there's not much difference, but, (laughs) but it does feel as though people are, are feeling the shifts and, and they don't know what to do with them. Are you getting people coming to you with that same sort of problem? 
I am. I get a lot of people that come to me with with a lot of uh, night terrors. They're having a hard time processing information. I think that they're just completely overwhelmed, first of all, by the energy here in the linear world, and then the three-dimensional, multidimensional, and then, of course, all the light that's descending onto the world. That's bringing up any issues they have at the conscious, subconscious level. So if they need to clear, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but if they need to clear anything, it's going to surface, it's going to bubble up. So they're dealing with a lot of issues on an energetic scale that go down probably to the cellular level of their psyche, which they need to deal with. And and once again, you know, as you look and you see the mainstream propaganda, and I don't have to tell everybody that, it's it's all <laughs> over the map and it's poison. It's it's a toxin. So what I'm seeing is, is a need to detox um, completely from the system itself, from the linear world of false matrices. Yeah, that makes a great deal of sense. And, and you know, I, I have people who are who are now saying, oh, I'm on a spiritual, I, I'm on a spiritual pathway. And, you know, I kind of say, you know, that's great. Well, and, and they say, but but, you know, I'm on a spiritual pathway, and I don't understand why things aren't working for me. And, and then I get to the point where I say, well, You've read, you know, they say they've read a lot of books, they've taken a lot of classes, they've done all sorts of stuff like that. And my question to them is, well, that's great. So you have all this knowledge, but how are you living? You know, are, are, are you living it? Are you walking your talk? And mm-hmm. they give me blank stares. And, and it just, it, it blows me away. And, and what I'm hitting my head up against with a lot of these people is that that while they have this consciousness expansion going on inside of them and and you know i'm, I'm not saying everybody is you know has kundalini rising and they're and they're you know flaking out but but i am saying that their awareness is expanding tremendously and in in talking to them about the journey that they're on i'm finding i'm hitting my head up against time and time again of the the conditioning that they've had as far as religion and spirit and soul and 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 they can't seem to get hop over that into the new paradigms that go beyond religion Mm-hmm. I agree. It's their programming. It's totally entrainment. And that's why they have to deprogram from what I call the false matrix and also their lifestyles. It's, it's really a byproduct of their belief systems, what they've been taught in school, how they be- believe from day to day or what they participate with. And it's all about, as you know, taking your power back and you take your power back by your own divine, your divine right and, and embracing your higher self, what I call higher self over soul superconscious. But it does take work. You have to go through layers and layers and layers of, of peeling away traumas, emotional trauma, mental trauma, physical trauma, uh, subtle energy needs to be cleared out. You know, I, I mean, I know I'm telling you stuff that you know, and you are a teacher in, but a lot of people don't, don't understand the process. And you go through many levels of that process until you get an awakening of where I, where I call the light body really becomes activated. And from that point on, you get more wisdom and enlightenment and everything seems to be more in alignment with what I call multiversal consciousness or universal law to a point where there's no drama. So I think it's a reminder that people do need to take their power back. I don't think they understand how to, Barbara. I think a lot of the time they're like little children and because they've been so entrained and maybe they didn't have good role models, they just uh, kind of fall on the side there and looking and seeking for someone to, to just wipe away all the trauma and wipe it all away for them. Well, and sometimes they think that, that because they are becoming more spiritually aware that that they don't have to deal with the things in the past. They are just going on, you know, they're, they're stepping up to, you know, three or four cloud levels so that, so that they are above the other stuff and they don't have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Right. And And, that's why, yeah, 
Go ahead. <laughs> no, and, and that that's that's where I see them stumbling. And and you know, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not in this bunch too, because of course, you know, the more aware we become, the more we realize we are totally, absolutely responsible for everything that's going on in our life. It's our perception that has created it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's a construct, and this is why. Well. Where I come from, it's the holographic design work because we manifest as as we want. We choose to manifest a reality through consciousness. And, and of course, we're dealing with a matrix here, so we have to navigate beyond that. But I don't think a lot of people do know how to do that. But you're right. People need to go into their own inner, well, I don't want to call it an inner demon, but whatever it is, the shadow self, and, and process their history, process their past. And, and anything you need to clear out really should be cleared because there's no such thing as an illusion of time and space. You can just go in and, and clear what needs to be cleared. So that does need to be dealt with. And actually, in order to go through other levels of consciousness and light body, you have to clear those things. Otherwise, they're just going to keep resurfacing and recycling through relationships or through something else. And I've seen that pattern. I've seen people come to me and the same pattern keeps cycling through. It's like a carousel ride. And because they haven't learned to process and clear the initial program that was running for that. Oh, absolutely. It just, to me, it, 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 it is, it's such an amazing journey, but, but the, the one thing that I, I, I find every, I, people look at me like I'm saying, I'm saying something so stupid when I say it, I tell everybody, we all have a master within us. We all bring a, a fully ascended master into this incarnation and that, that our body is just the vehicle that, that, that master is traveling in for this lifetime and you know when i when i get to that point where i'm saying you have it all inside of yourself you're the best teacher of yourself you're the best one to make that connection and to get the wisdom from the ancients through that part of you that has gone through time they they just can't hold grasp that hold on to it i i i don't mm-hmm. you know sometimes it's it's like you know, I, I don't have a master teacher inside of me. Look at all of the messes, look at the messes that I've gone through. And, and in reality, you know, you asked for that because you needed it to evolve and to, to more fully facet, you know, more fully polish some of the facets of, of this particular body that is radiating that energy out into this reality. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're 100% accurate. And it's interesting because I think a lot of people have self-esteem issues. In other words, they, they feel disempowered for whatever reason. Maybe it was school or their parents or, or a relationship of some kind. So they don't believe in the ascended master consciousness. But I know the higher self over soul super conscious, the higher self is an ascended master. And, and yet people don't realize that cosmic Christ design, if you want to call it, that truly is empowered. We have the capabilities to do, and I know I'm preaching to the choir when I talk to you because you know all this, but literally to do anything through consciousness as an, as an avatar but most people aren't awakened to that level. And this, once again, it's a process, but it's kind of interesting because there are so many levels of people here in the illusion of space and time. Some people are awake, some people are being slept, um, some people are just starting to get what's going on. And then some of us who have done the work since before we showed up on the timeline or the planet and the illusion are here as, I guess, teachers or, or um, beacons to enlighten them and show them a path. Well, and, you know, I, I'm finding that the, um, the movies are... are... More or less, I've, I've always thought, I've always believed, especially the good science fiction ones, that the movies were, were really sort of getting the general population used to um, the, the reality of our existence on the Earth plane. And, and you mentioned one that's Avatar. Um, Interstellar is another one that, mm-hmm. that you know, basically, um, you know, came, came uh, brought out that fact, you know, we are who we've been waiting for. Um, mm-hmm. 
the the body is is just an avatar it's just a vehicle it's i think in in, in one of your books you compare it you compare the body to a spacesuit mm-hmm. yep i did and and you know it's a matter of okay the the soul the spirit the consciousness rides in this particular vehicle but but you know and i keep getting thrown back to and and at some point in time i'm going to have to actually sit down and write the damn book that i've been talking about for the last 10 years but to to the emerald tablets to yes. to to how the soul the spirit is is basically described as an etheric energy field Mm-hmm. And and that's what our spirit actually is, and and it, it it travels through time and space, or well, there is no time, but it travels through space, and and times maybe or dimensions, but but when when it's drawn to a place that it wants to experience, it has to it has to manifest in order to experience a physical plane, it has to have a physical body, and it it assimilates or it creates one that is indigenous to that particular plane, time, planet, whatever. And, and, you know, I, I, I had people look at me like I was totally crazy. I've said, you know, you could have been a green blob someplace. You <laughs> could have been, well. You know. It's true. No, you're, you're spot on. You're spot on with everything. And that's, that's really nice to hear your wisdom and your enlightenment. And of course, that comes from somebody, a being who's been around on and off planet multiple times, I'm sure. But yeah, that's, um, that's exactly accurate. 100%. I totally resonate with that. So, so, so what do we do with the with humanity here? Oh, and gosh. I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm, a, I'm not saying I'm above it. I'm, I'm obviously traveling right along with the crowd. And but 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 the reality here is, is, you know, everybody has a calling. And nobody really knows what that calling is. They just, you know, f- follow along with with the flow, where 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 the energy takes us. And you know, by profession, I am a teacher. I taught special ed for twenty five years. So, so my my format, my platform has always been that of a teacher. And yet, this material that that you wrote that I so resonated with, I, I'm going to steal it all and do a class on it. Oh, cool! Um, well, feel free. I, I <laughs> trust me, I do. I <laughs> I have a class for I have a class for spiritual development, and I'm going to follow you chapter and verse all the way through the the whole program because you so beautifully and and for anybody out there who is listening who who really wants to to have some sort of um, a checkpoint, you know, a checklist to, to, to kind of, you know, am I on the pathway? Um, you know, how do I do this? What's going on? Solaris has written, you, you wrote it in 2004 and it was inspired then. It's even more inspired now because I think more people are going to be aware of the, the things that you've gone into. Mm-hmm. Chapters are short. They're easy to understand. You can read a chapter, sit back and meditate on it and kind of go, Oh wow! How about that? <laughs> it, wonderful. It's wonderful. Insightful. It's wonderful. It's inspiring, and and you write it in a way so that so that you know you're not. N- nobody could possibly feel that they were being looked down upon. It's, it's you have given them a checklist to look at and to say, "Do I feel this? Do I feel this? Do I feel this? Is this what this means to me?" It's it's magnificently written and it's just it's a terrific guidebook i would you know if i 
if I weren't teaching a class, I'd just give it out to everybody and say, read the book. You don't need a class. You are so sweet. I want to thank you so much for that. That you don't mean you don't know how much that means to me because that's the book I wrote that pulled me into a very dark program. And I always mm-hmm. wondered why that book triggered them so badly. So I want to thank you very much for saying that. And uh, that just means everything to me. That's no, who I, I am. That's me in there. And it's, oh, I want to remember that. It's absolutely you. And what I love about it is you start with who are we? And that's that's really, you know, it's it's a great it's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. And most people will say, you know, well, I'm a human on the earth plane, yada, yada. And, and, and you, you go in to point out that, that, you know, we're not human. Um, we're a spirit who is traveling this earth plane this lifetime, but, but that's not who we are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And most, most people identify the, their ego and their personality identify as a form and that locks them so, in my opinion, that locks them so strongly into the physicality of the reality that the spirit can't soar. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep, that's part of the entrainment programming too. And that's why it's really about, you're right, it's the ego and it's it's this whole thing where they're disempowering themselves and, and not really syncing up with what I call the multiverse and, and their beautiful celestial design work, which is constantly staring us everywhere. We look into the stars, we look everywhere, it's here, you know. I don't have to tell you that, but yeah. No, that's what that's what amazes me that 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 people who claim to be on a spiritual journey, first of all, don't even recognize that 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 I I, I often explain um, this this lifetime very much like similarly when we were growing up and every winter. We got a we got a new winter coat because we've outgrown the other one or it didn't survive the year or whatever. And that's that's what the spirit does. Each each lifetime, each each time they come back, it's a different coat. And mm-hmm. when you get to the other side, you take a look at your closet that has to be by now fifty million miles long, and there are all these different coats that you've worn throughout time. Some of them you can identify because they were human form, and some the you know, just look like green blobs or whatever. But, but, you know, your, your spirit has worn a lot of coats and, and your personality, that's only for this lifetime. You don't take the personality with you when you go. And, you know, people who come to me and say, well, this is my last incarnation. I, I'm, I'm finished after this incarnation and I'm not coming back. And, you know, I, I, I used to argue with them. And now I, I just tell them that they're absolutely right, that the personality and the sexuality of who they are right now will never come back again. The, the spirit may have other thoughts, however. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep, and other sectors in the universe, too. I can't forget that one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Now, in, in, in your experience, do you find that, that, that a great deal of time is spent on each plane, or do do spirits kind of flip around, or... Or, or, or dimension, whichever, whatever you want to call it. Well, I, I'm a multidimensional being. When I think about my multidimensional states of consciousness, it seems to me like everything is simultaneously synced up. So I don't see a, a separation in any one dimensional space, at least for now. Um, when I have interaction with any species, like in the past, it's always been um, a specific frequency band of energy and a signature that was always connected in with my field. But for now, I, I see everything as simultaneous. 
So what I also see is turbulence around us and not just me, but turbulence insofar as just everything we're here to navigate. And it's kind of like we're in a, in a sea of, of uh, very stormy weather. We used to call it like the Kali Rift because it, it feels like a rifting effect. So a lot of yeah. that, I think, is, is a disruption. I think there's some interference, um, not just for, for myself, but I think a lot of people are getting interference. And we have to be very, very clear on what we're receiving through transmissions. I hope that answered your question, but that's that's the interpolation I got from it. Yeah, no, it does. It's it's just, and, and, I, and I feel that so many people don't understand also, and this you brought out in, in your book brilliantly, um, you know, I'm a fan, let me tell you. Well, I want to say thank you. I'm honored because I have the ultimate respect for you, Barbara. So for you to say that, that means uh, a great deal to me, big time. So thank you. What, that I'm going to steal it all? <laughs> oh, I don't care. You know what? You're a teacher's teacher. Hey, share, really, seriously. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's amazing. But what what um, what I, the other part that I, I, so many people don't understand is that the planet has a consciousness as well. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's being it's, tortured right now. I mean, there's there's a lot going on here with the terraforming and other things. So, yeah, but you know, it it it's probably a sur- it survived a lot worse than than you know humanity has done to it in the past. So, um, it 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 feels to me as though it's it's kind of like um, every now and then I look upon us as as fleas on an animal, and you know, every now and then the earth shakes like crazy and gets rid of the things that are most irritating. Mm-hmm. And and it, it, it probably does. I sometimes though look upon the, the earth as as a spaceship, and I think you did bring that out too. That that this this is a, a, a the planet is traveling through space. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and so you know, all of our puny efforts at sending rocket ships up and things, and, and, and I have never bought the idea that we will ever travel through space in a rocket ship. That just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Mm-hmm. That's because you're an advanced species. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's it's kind of like, you know, how, how many cans of beans can you pack? Um, it, it's sort of, it's sort of, um, to me, the concept of, it, it's so locked into the physical and and travel into other dimensions and and to other planes just can't be done in 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 the heavy physical form that we now have mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense that's why the light body and merkaba is so significant and that's why and even when they talk about taking et home it's really about consciousness in motion it's about the consciousness and we can change our vibratory rate we can change our molecular structure we can phase shift and bilocate and all these wonderful gifts and once again the avatar does come in because it's a gift of the avatar if we were to up at that higher frequency band but right now everybody's vibrating at a very uh, what i call a coarse frequency to a point where there's too much density but that's dropping too but you're mm-hmm. seeing it. This is why, this is what amazes me, Barbara. I get so bored because I see everything going backwards sometimes here, you know, insofar as even behavioral patterns. Mm-hmm. Well, so. you know, it, it, I, I think that, that when things like that happen, it's that people are trying to cling to something that, that they feel comfortable with as opposed to saying, well, there's something new. Let me try this one on. You know, it's, it's, quite, it's kind of like, why not give something a chance? Why not be open to a different philosophy or a different way of looking at things? And I'm not, I'm not saying we should all, um, you know, radically change, but I think we should all absolutely embrace everything that's out there instead of trying to make things so structured for, for ourselves and our families, because that restricts everything so greatly. It's just frightening. 
It is. Well, I think that has a lot to do with just, just you know, it can go down from governments, religions, constructs of energy, constructs of belief systems that are confining the soul and the spirit from its own process of evolution. I mean, that's happening. There's no doubt about that. But I think you're right. And a lot of the time it's about fear. People are afraid of moving forward. People hold a lot of fear in their energy fields. You know, uh, just they just don't want to. They're afraid. They're afraid of failure, afraid of success. I, I hear this all the time. And, and really, it's about letting go and letting, as we know, spirit guide us at the higher levels, just letting that energetic, you know, just interface with us and guide us where we need to be, because that's where it's going to be the right place in the illusion of space and time. But I see but that, conflict there. Well, go ahead. Yeah, but that goes back. That goes back. I mean, that, that goes way back, because originally, you know, survival was important. And in, or, in order to survive, certain things were required of us. Mm-hmm. And, right. and and so, you know, the fear-based stuff started out as survival, but it no longer is that. And when I see, especially I see um, but people between the, the 20s and 30s these days are coming up with, you know, bipolar. And, and frankly, I think bipolar is something, you know, doctors invented just to um, – mm-hmm just instead of saying they have their wiring off a little bit, but, but um, it, it feels to me as though there is such inner conflict in these people that, that, that are being diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And you, you can see, you know, from my standpoint as a teacher, you can see how their thinking is different. Where'd you go? Can you hear me? Barbara, you there? Just dropped off. Uh, I see her. Do you see her? Well, I see what? her. I just can't hear her. <laughs> it's like she, her sound oh, now, now she's bobbling. Let me just hang her up and pull her back okay. in. Let's see if that doesn't work. It Often that's the fastest bit. It's probably her energy field. <laughs> it's that psychic energy blowing out the uh, electricity. Yeah. And the- well, being. Uh, let's let's see. Wait, now she, she, she's got three Skypes going. Um, I didn't knock her out of the call. Let me just write her a little note here. Uh, I don't like to see her go yellow like that because if mm-hmm. she, then it's hard. But I'll try. I'll just let me see what happens. I know. Um, now it should come back. It shouldn't be on hold because I've dropped it. Now what I want to do is let me get it out of the old call. Sometimes I can help remove from group, remove from group. Let's see, let's see if I can. Can't you just drag her in? Yeah, I want to get Studio B up. Oh, okay. Aren't we up? Looks like we're live. You need to end this call before you can start a new one. Well, that's what I don't want to do. I'm going to have to call you back again. Well, no, I. okay, we're good. Uh, we're on the air, actually. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, okay. Now, I just need to get Barbara back, and I need to tell her, uh, except I don't think she's in this call anymore. Barbara, no. if you can hear me, call me back, please. Uh, you're showing brown. I need you to show green. You may have one or two too many Skypes running if, if you just have one going either on your phone or, or your main machine. Because I tried to call you and it made me put the server on hold. And I do not want to do that again. And yes, I've looked at your two books, Solaris, and, and uh, Amazon. I just haven't had the money to grab 
any of them, though. I oh, that's okay. To, you uh, know, if I had extra copies, I'd give you some. I don't have any at the house right that, now. That's very sweet, and I appreciate that. Uh, I'll get I'll get some as soon as I can. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I, I don't know how what they charge for the downloads. They might be inexpensive, but maybe so. I do need to order some more copies, though. Yeah, I'm out of credit card. I used to have a credit card, but my smart. fortunes have turned these days, you know. And <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Like, the less debt you have on that, probably the better. Well, actually, there is some debt. <laughs> Just that's get out of it. It's just a thing. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm in. Uh, let me get to Barbara's main page. You can't just drag her in, huh? Mm, I can try. Let me. I think you. I think you can. I, that's what I would do. Okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. She's still showing brown, but let's see what happens. Let's see if we can get her to go green. Does she have a house line you can call besides Skype? Uh, no, all I have is Skype. Okay. Unfortunately, wait. I do have a message though. Well, she's bubbling. Yeah, I'm writing to her now in her own window. Okay, she, uh, I just left a message that she can read. And um, well, I just let it bubble until it clears, right? Yeah, it might. It might. Yeah, we can try that and see. Oh, and I'm so glad that you got back safely to your own house uh, from the. Thank you. I, th I appreciate your sweet thoughts, by the way. I know you were saying nice things and, and good thoughts my way. And thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah it's pretty creepy to, to go through that ordeal. So uh, I bet it is. Uh, something I've never had to deal with before. So. Well, hopefully no more. Yeah, exactly. But living in the woods, it's, that's always a possibility, I guess. But. Yeah, it's the price you pay for living up in, you know, near national forests. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? What? Well, yeah, I like it better than living around the, you know, regular town. There she is. Hi, back. There Did you blow the line or what? <laughs> I guess so. It's a conspiracy. Patrick always used to say I, I was one to cause conspiracies. It's that psychic energy. Now, you, I lost all of you. I lost everything. It all went blank. Wow. Am I the only one that lost it? Yeah, I was still here. I was still here, too. You just dropped off. I was thinking you might have too many Skypes going on. If you've got Skype on three different units, uh, if it were, like, only on your phone or only on your computer, that should be sufficient. And I, I don't know. Uh, it's just a thought. But, uh, yeah, you just went away, and I couldn't get you back. I tried to call you back, but, it oops, there she's going again. Uh it, well, you're back now. Oh, no, she's not. Yeah, right. We had her for a second, and perhaps she's adjusting something. That's just weird. Mm -hmm. uh, so do you have this problem often? Well, not often, but not so seldom that I'm freaked out about it. Because um, I'm, I'm used to handling it. You know, I'm used to It's just when I tried to call her back instead of adding to call. Thank you. Let's, That's her house number right there. Uh, yeah, it's the, the only thing is if if i try and call that that'll make calls i'm back i'm back oh there you are okay right uh, i'm gonna go on mute and let you to well let's hope you don't fall off the line there again 
first time that's ever happened to me. Like, it, wow. you know, it, it, it doesn't fall. I don't fall off the line when I have somebody that I'm struggling to get to talk. But when I have somebody that can talk, holy mackerel, that's insulting. Um, so anyhow, I was I was talking about Twilight Zone. Yeah, the oh, old Twilight Zone. Yeah. And, and, you know, in, in uh, there were some Twilight Zones where the people that were the normal ones were the ugly ones and the people who were, you know, you know, shunned because they, they, they didn't conform were, were the beautiful ones. And I'm wondering if bipolar people have that consciousness that I, I've noticed that they think differently, they're wired differently and they, they, they solve problems differently. And as far as I'm concerned, a lot of the, the, um, you have a couple of, um, symptoms that would that would suggest that somebody was in an ascension um flow of, of energy or wave of energy and, and i many bipolar people exhibit those kind of um symptoms mm-hmm. so you know are they are they possibly before their time and humanity is you know that that we are so stuck in our in our physicality that we can't understand that if somebody is different it doesn't make them bad it just makes them unique and those are the people you want to get to know oh absolutely well i think as people start ascending through consciousness when they're starting to be on the the path of spirit you know when they they start to activate all of these what i call the soul extensions start to activate with them which is them as their personality traits on a multidimensional scale i know it sounds really complex but yeah you can download aspects of your your higher self but also your soul extension which actually has a different persona and a different personality which is more enlightened uh so so there would be a little bit of conflict to some degree there's also i never discount the covert technologies because i do know that they deploy through mind control programming a lot of the heterodyning which creates uh, an imbalance at the hemisphere level because they're doing a neural interface where they're creating a an, an engineered and basically an electronic brain interface with a separate personality so they'll overlay somebody's personality with a separate personality for programming and that's another animal altogether barbara that's that's the dark side of technology but i think that on a, on a multidimensional scale i mean think about all the lifetimes we've had whether it's on and off planet we always at the cellular level store that data so we could have aspects of all of our abilities and all of who we were throughout the illusion of space and time integrated in and they could be activated. So that creates a lot. I'm sure that some people probably aren't prepared to handle that state of consciousness. I do know when I started receiving more and more initiations back in the day, and this is before we had internet, you know, internet, I, I mean, I was just like a whole new personality took over and it wasn't like a personality, like what you would think is, is mind control, but more of enlightenment. It was like the Holy spirit. It was, it was divine light. It was divine presence. It was phenomenal. And I'm sure you can relate to that. So, oh yeah, and answer. You know, I've had ringing in my ears for as long as I can remember, and I've always, um, I've always embraced it. And and and, you know, it's not something that I want to have, quote unquote, cured, because it's a part of me. And and I I swear to you, I just think it's because I hear hear at a different different frequency and and um and in in some ways especially if i'm seeing spirit i see in a different frequency and mm-hmm. and you know this is i i was going to go in this direction too because i really believe that that our dna has everything encoded in it just everything from the beginning of of the time that we were a, a single cell and and that that 
you know, there's only really one pair of the DNA that, that is really fully functional and the rest of them, you know, scientists tend to call, you know, junk DNA and stuff like that, but that's where the magic is stored. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, being, if we were able to sort of unlock that and, and, and I guess part of that is letting go of the fear and then allowing other aspects to come into our lives that enable us to do other things. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And also with that act with that what they call junk DNA and that infuriates me I think I even quoted that in my book but but yeah it's it's literally about frequency once again it's about raising states of consciousness and doing the internal what I call spiritual work to activate because once you start doing spiritual work and you start decoding yourself your vibratory rate changes your consciousness changes you get synced up with the multiverse you get synced up with the full light universe and then all of the all of that DNA starts activating and that's phenomenal that's powerful it can be overwhelming, too, I would mm-hmm. think. Right, absolutely. Right. Just like Kundalini. When some people have premature awakenings, it's very uncomfortable. It can it can cause an imbalance unless we know how to run the energy. And I know you do and I know I do, but some people don't. And, of course, that can cause some problems. Yeah, and you did in, 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 in your book, and I keep going back to it because I really, really enjoyed it. Um, you you talk about, about – um, learning how to work with energy and, and, and you bring up Reiki and Reiki is something that is becoming more and more and more, um, you know, everybody's a Reiki master these days. Mm-hmm. And, right. and it, it's, 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 it's amazing because, you know, this is a tool that 30 years ago um, people would, would, you know, kind of poo poo it or frown on it or, or just tell you you were nuts in doing so. And, and now, people are learning how to utilize the energy and mm-hmm. and the the attunements with the different levels i think are 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 just amazing Oh, they are. You know, it's really interesting. And this was before the internet and computers when I had my initiations, but I didn't go to like a lot of people. I had a very powerful master teacher with the true Yusui system. And it was incredible. I remember the day I was just, when I was first initiated into the, even just like first and second, it was weird because I had start to see mist around everywhere. I, I mean, I was so activated through that. And I really encourage people, if you're not initiated into Reiki, that would be a really good system to work with. Of course, um, nowadays you have to be careful because we don't know what kind of teachers are out there. And I don't say that with any disrespect back but you have to really pick your teachers with wisdom because i had a great teacher with a real lineage i can't say that for everybody out there now so Mm -hmm. i don't know about you barbara but you know we we do have to pick and choose and you have to use a lot of wisdom and in your intuition oh gosh i totally agree and and i think that that one good way of discovering whether somebody has the energy and knows how to use it is is to experience you know get get a session with Mm -hmm. them and and see if you feel the energy. See if it makes a difference in your body. Because because a really good Reiki practitioner can can literally give you chills and stand the hairs up on the back of your neck. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And even the distant healing is really powerful. I used to do a lot of distant work, and boy, it was amazing. They'd be in other states around the world and they'd feel it. So no such thing as time and distance, right? No, really nice. absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, I actually took the Reiki because. Um, I wanted the attunements and it wasn't so much that I was going to actually be a practitioner, but, but the attunements did unlock doors inside of me that enabled me to do, you know, even, even more fun things than I had done before. Mm-hmm. And, yep, and, but one of the, one of the things, and I promised the teacher that taught, you know, I did, I went through the entire coursework but I, I promised her I would I would never practice it because, frankly, um, 
I kept thinking of different ways things could be done that would be more effective. And, you know, she kept trying to give people a structure to work in and, 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 and it was appropriate for what she was doing. But, and I kept thinking, you know, okay, so if, if you can see or feel that a blockage of some sort or an issue in some part of a person's body had to do with the past life. What symbol would you use? And, you know, she said, you know, she finally came up with the distant symbol and stuff like that. But it just, it, to me, it's wonderful if you, if you can take it into your, into your system and take the wisdom you get from it into yourself make it your own and then utilize it. I, I, I wrote, I wrote someplace you can either be a prophet or a parrot. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And you know, you, you can, you can quote chapter and verse and not know what's going on, or you can incorporate that, that material into that, which and who you are Mm -hmm. and expand upon it and then share that wisdom. That's so true because, you know, like martial arts was my background, but it's about really embracing all styles. And when you start, you know, with me, when I first received initiation and became a master teacher, I started evolving and growing, doing multiple initiations and just keeping, keeping on the path of spirit, doing the real work. And to a point where everything was shifting to a point where I started doing light master surgery, I started doing things. I, I literally took my own multidimensional design and integrated it in, in my own healing system. So yeah, but Reiki's a good starting point. There's no doubt. And it's funny when you say the symbols, because it's, the symbols are nice and, and it is a powerful system, but you transcend it and you use it, as you said, with your own energetic signature. And that means your energetic spiritual celestial signature, which is huge. It's vast. There's it's unlimited. Yeah. And, and we are all, we are all ultimately, you know, uh, very unique. While, while we may be similar, we are not the same as. Mm-hmm. And and so that uniqueness, our experience over over the passage of our soul through dimension and stuff like that, um, you know, we we it, it's important for us to to create something that is our own, as opposed to copying somebody else. I so agree. Yeah, you know that doesn't mean you start your own school of anything, but but um, or you could, I guess. But but it's it's kind of like people, you know, say, "How did you get to where you are?" And and I tell them, you know, I could I could map it out for you. You could follow it verbatim, but you wouldn't end up where I am today. Very true. It's, you know, it, it everybody has their own pathway. Um, you mentioned harmonics, and and I I wanted to ask you. Um, we have um, two casinos in Connecticut, and I visited both of them in the same day with my sister and brother-in-law because I'd never been to a casino when I was old enough to actually gamble. Um, went to went to Reno, Nevada when my mother got a divorce, but you know we weren't allowed in. And I found something very disturbing, and I noticed, and and it was either. Well, nobody else heard it, but I did. There was a harmonic that was being played constantly. And I asked my sister and her husband, and they didn't hear it, but I did. And it was like a hum. It was it was almost like it was um, hypnotic, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, do, do places like casinos use stuff like that to keep people placid or um, yeah, I, I just you're the only person that I can think of that I could ask about that because are there harmonics played in places so that people become almost hypnotized by what they're doing and they don't, you know, get out and have a life? 
I would say depending on the location, I know the casinos I've worked in, I know that they use a specific kind of carpeting to create a um, kind of a disorientation. I've been told that. Um, mm -hmm. I think that there is, just, just by the energetic signature of some of the machines and all that electricity that's just blasting away, it will probably create some kind of a low... Um, not to uh, ultra low frequency to some degree, which I suspect would people would put people in a trance of some kind because it's all well, it's like playing a video game 24 hours a day. I don't think it's like one of those covert mind control programs, but I do think it's just one of those things where it's easy to get manipulated because you're already getting lulled as soon as you walk into the casino between the bright lights, the machines pinging around, and then of course they play their own music and then the busyness of it all because that mm -hmm. busyness it just puts people in this really strange uh, space, in my opinion anyway. That's what I've observed through the surveillance. So. I hope that answers your question. But, you know, there is the ultra low frequency, as we know, um, what they call that that hum that that they use and covertly use. And, of course, that can create a lot of disturbances. A lot of people have uh, miserable lives when they tune into those frequencies. And it's, it's very hard for them to sleep and all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't wait to get out of there. And, mm -hmm. and, and it was like, I kept saying, you don't hear that? <laughs> you have special hearing though you're, you're one of those really powerful psychics so and you hear on multi-layers so i'm sure you hear what we call the geometric light languages and the frequencies of the cosmos I, i'm sure you download all sorts of cosmic celestial frequencies into your into your design work and i'm sure that's where half of your data or most of your data comes from is that aspect of you so and that's the part of who we really are that's what we're supposed to be plugging into are the higher overtones of those frequencies that geometric light language instead of the stuff that they're broadcasting here which is nothing but dirty electricity and mind control programming and unfortunately, I got pulled into that. And I have to tell you, Robin, I mean, why I say Robin, somebody must be thinking of me. It might be Robin. Hi, Robin. But anyways, um, the, what's beautiful about this conversation is <laughs> it's nice to be able to talk about this because this is who I am. And I've been forced to talk about the other stuff, you know, because of all the, the stuff I've been through with the covert technologies. Uh -huh. but it's so refreshing to talk about this truth, the, the multidimensional design ascension, because this is really what it's about. And, and this is also why why they're doing what they're doing, because in my opinion, there are certain forces that truly don't want that expansion in consciousness. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's, that's why I was so focused on, on the ascension process, because I see people breaking, um, breaking out. I see, I see them, you know, emerging from, from patterns that, that have kept them in a single place and they're looking for direction. And um, that's why I, I, I was so so tickled with your book because it does give you sort of a, a framework and, and, you know, you give people the bones and they're able to hang the material on it as they gather it. But without the skeleton, they have nothing to hang the material on. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And that's one thing I do see more and more is that it's hard to find the teacher's teacher. You know, it's hard to find beings. And I don't say this with any arrogance at all. I'm just saying it's hard to find people, beings like us who are out there with real powerful data that will help them empower themselves so that they're able to navigate through this, in, you know, this maelstrom that's here right now and the illusion of there's a lot of chaotic energy here. So it's, it's good to have a benchmark of some kind. Oh, God, yeah. And, and, you know, there really actually isn't one. Um, what, two years ago, three years ago, I did a, um, a spiritual development circle online, thinking, you know, I, I wanted to be able to talk to other practitioners, and had like 60 people sign up from all around the world. And when I got them all together, I thought, you know, because I couldn't find a spiritual development group. So I thought, well, you know, I tell people, if you can't find what you want, make it happen. So I did. And I was so excited until I realized that, that while, yes, there were 60 people there and half of them, at least, if not more, were practitioners, 
none of them understood the, the, the universal laws. They didn't understand the foundations. They didn't understand walking their talk. They didn't, and, and it was like, it horrified me. Wow. I can imagine. And, and it was, I ended up, instead of having a discussion group, I ended up for 15 weeks lecturing. And, for you. <laughs> and, and it was like, I, I, I tried to drag people in and nobody got dragged in. So I went through, you know, the, some of the foundational stuff that, that I thought was important for everybody to learn. And then I thought, I, I even gave them all of my notes. I, I gave them every, every, all of the notes that I had gathered together that I lectured from, they all got a copy of them. Sometimes it was a hundred pages or, or whatever, so that they would have material to read and then bring it to the discussion group. And even then I couldn't get anybody to talk. So it kind of, it said to me, okay, this isn't a platform for me. So I, I, you know, I've found other platforms since then, but you know, you kind of want to be challenged. You don't, if you don't grow from something, there's no point in doing it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, it's nice to sit and, and brainstorm and talk about certain things or techniques or whatever. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I see that too. And that's why I've, I've kind of kept to myself for the most part. I've done a few workshops here and there, but yeah, it, it's interesting. Yeah, it just, it just seems to me that, are you in a whole, it feels, it feels to me as though you're kind of in, in a similar thing. You're in a holding pattern. You're waiting for the next thing to present itself and it hasn't quite done it yet. Oh yeah. It seems like that. I've been teetering between worlds for a while now <laughs> in the illusion of, and, and yeah, it does feel that way to me for sure. Yep. And, and, and it, it's really funny where, where usually I will do predictions for the whole year ahead of time and get them up on my website. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely pulling teeth, getting it month by month up there ahead of myself because I have a feeling that there is something that hasn't been determined yet. And, sure. and it, it, it's like, it's like things are still falling into place. It's like the tumblers are still locking into place mm -hmm. and, and a decision hasn't been made as to what direction I don't know, humanity, the world is going to go in. Makes sense because it's in flux. That makes total sense. Yeah. And, I can understand that. It, it's kind of like, you know, I, not only that, but I, I have, I have been accused and have been guilty of being Pollyanna-ish, always looking for the positive and stuff like that. And I'm finding that, that of late, um, you know, what I, what I'm getting, it, it isn't bad. It, it, you know, it's all good. Energy is all good, but, mm. but it, it, it feels as though it's, it's, it can't decide where to go. That makes sense. Well, I see interference patterns everywhere. I mean, that's the biggest thing I'm seeing is, it's just this, it's, it's in flux in the illusion of in this false hologram, false matrix, whatever you want to call it. But also Barbara, this, this is a sign as far as how much work people have done spiritually where to a point where they understand the mechanics of consciousness, how to navigate through consciousness and how to create a new template for this world. And what you're seeing is strife and conflict and, you know, and sabotage and, you know, divide and conquer concepts. Everything's going into chaotic mode. And this is why probably you're not getting a, a real good um, read in so far as what's going on, because it's all in flux. It's all that. It's just, it's just not stabilizing. It reminds me of something where they're trying to, um, you know, like in Star Trek where they have them and they're trying to, teleport them somewhere and it's just not it's not just something's not there to set oh yeah and they're and they're caught in stasis stasis mm -hmm. yeah right yeah a stasis is a perfect example of that yeah well what what i find fascinating is that that um the status quo 
is is no longer able to hold its 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 matrix and and we're beginning to see um, a lot of the the structures of control and manipulation that that have been hidden for so long and now they're so obvious and what I'm finding fascinating is that things are so obvious and people aren't paying attention to them they're pretending they don't see them right yeah, all will be revealed that it is now. It's hidden in plain sight, but now it's actually not even hidden anymore. Yeah, and it, it does have a lot to do with the savvy or the intellect or the spiritual evolution of people because if they're not seeing what's going on and they don't have the logic to process this on a even on a multidimensional design, I don't know what to say to more, you know most of the people out there because it's true they're really not paying attention. They're too busy playing these video games and Pokemon, whatever the heck that thing is. Um, you know, <laughs> these crazy things that they're doing to distract them. And one thing I've really noticed, Barbara, and I'm really glad that I was entered onto the timeline when I was, because it seems like the values and the morals of people have just deteriorated. Um, the, the lack of compassion, and I'm, I, I try not to spin it in a negative, but I see so many people just being careless, um, lack of compassion for animals, you know, it goes on and on and on. And you really see that behavioral pattern as a limitation in their own evolution. So that's a big concern when I see the masses, like, you know, you wonder what ratio can, can how many people can get it to a point where we can really flip this and ascend it to the highest level and, and really break these false patterns. But then you look at the rest of the people and they see so, they seem so complacent and happy in their, their little worlds. Yeah. I, we're coming up to the top of the hour um, where, where, of course, you know, we're going to have a break. Okay. And if I can stay together here so okay. I can stay on, I, I just, I wanted to get into something with the animals too, because the animal kingdom is so precious. And so and that now I have been called by, by people I love, a cat lady. At one point I had nine of them here at the house, 12 litter boxes, no waiting. Wow. Um, yeah, that's too many, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, so you know, it's it's. I I think that, and, and it's only my own personal belief system, and and it has you know, and and there is no expert ancient wisdom behind this. This is just me personally. I really feel that that for someone, if someone doesn't like pets, like animals. Or if someone doesn't have a pet, if they can, I think there's a part of their spirit missing. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm a big animal lover. I love all animals and life forms with animals. But yeah, it is. They're, they're just so pure energy. They're so advanced. You know, I always worry and concern myself with the animals and see so much abuse and harm that it just makes me so angry. I wish I could just go and you know, pluck all these animals and take them to someplace where they can be safe. But yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate if people don't reach out to the animal kingdom and embrace it with, with love. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful energy. Well, look what they're doing with, with convict convicted criminals. They're, they're giving them dogs to train and mm-hmm. they're finding that, 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 that kind of a synchronistic, um, experience for them brings a kindness and a tenderness out in these hardened criminals that, that, that might not have come out in any other way. And, and it's, it's, they give unconditional love. Cats, not so conditional, but. Oh yeah. But... <laughs> they let you live with them. That's the cat thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid so. Yeah. It is. That's how my cat is anyway. Oh my God. I had, I had a cat named Smudge that um, when he, he's, he's still here. I mean, he passed away, but my my cleaning lady sees him. Patrick saw him. Patrick didn't believe in ghosts, and I said, "Well, it's not really a ghost. It's it's smudge, and he's still here." And 
you know, Patrick uh-huh. just looked at me. But 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 no, I, I, I do believe that their their energy is so amazing. They are so healing. And you know, the Chinese um Chinese, it was. I think it's the Chinese. It may have been the Egyptians. Believed that the cats would would take pull heavy energy from people when they laid on their chests, and and, and and oh, they absolutely do. And mm-hmm. and and the purr is just you know one of the one of the. I think that should be the universal sound for peace. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It really is nice. Well, they are temple kitties for a reason, and a lot of it has to do with protection. And mm-hmm. of course, um, yeah, the psychic healing too. I used to have a cat that used to love to jump on my my clients, and luckily my clients all liked cats. But whenever I do healing work on them, my cat would come in and he would want to help. And it was very interesting because he'd always know where to be on my clients. You know, he'd just plop on them and their legs or whatever. And you know, it's really interesting. But yeah, they do absorb a lot. They take in a lot. That's for darn sure. It's amazing. Oh, I, I when I do readings, I often have to read through a cat nice. because you know they just spread out on the spread, and it's like you know people say, "Oh my God, oh my God," it's, it's okay, I'll read through her. Isn't that um, funny? Oh, yeah, they're no, temple I, kitties. Yeah, whenever I do any circle work or anything, my my cat is so onto it. My dog, he could care less. The cat, definitely. Yep. No, no, they are. Um, they're they're amazing and, and you know it's it's to me it's so it's so phenomenal when people talk about being on a spiritual journey and yet they don't understand that that it's every day mm-hmm. Oops, we'll get back to this when we come back And we're back. This is Nightlight. And if you like what you're hearing, click over to the support page and make a donation to help us keep this amazing station up and running. Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com is totally listener supported. From the owner to the host to the producers, who we can't live without, to the staff, all are working here because we love the work and are dedicated to putting out quality material for all of you, be it a large or small Every donation is greatly appreciated and helps us all keep on supplying information and material to educate and enlighten you. And it isn't found anywhere else. So help us out here. It's Times are tough all over, but a little bit will help and, and we'll go a long way. So, Solaris, back to this. All we right. were talking about cats. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to tell you, I have learned over time, I have a lot of people that come to the house for readings. And I have found that uh, I learned years ago that if a person is in a good place within themselves, my cats want to sit on them, want to sit on the cars, want to lay around, want to... And, and I usually wait, you know, a good 10, 15 minutes before I actually start a reading to see just what the cat's reactions are going to be. And um, somebody asked me, well, she said, what's going on here? And, and because if the cats are not around, if the cats are gone, if they're under beds or whatever, mm-hmm. I won't do the reading. Wow. And, and, and basically, I tell them they're being cat scanned. Very nice. Well, that's and true. It, yeah. I, I made the mistake once of um, not paying attention to that and ended up with a migraine for three days. Oh, wow. Because the person was just so 
um, emotionally disturbed. She was crazy. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, to read somebody who's, who's, you know, to try to give them good solid advice or whatever, when they are totally just, they're, they're so erratic. I mean, it looked like there was, there were lightning bolts coming out of her, uh, her aura. She was just so frantic. It was unbelievable. And, and so I pay attention to my animals. If if they are around, then I'll I'll be fine, and and I will do the reading. I have no problem. But but if my cats are not present, or at least one of them, um, there's something wrong. And and I will just say, geez, I'm overbooked, or I'm so sorry. We're gonna have to reschedule, and I will reschedule the reading. I won't do it if my cats just and 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 they just. What I love about them is they're you know, any animal is, they're so loving, they truly are, and they're drawn in by energy that is good and stable and mellow, and and Mm -hmm. it's okay if somebody's upset, if they've been through a trauma, if they've lost a loved one, the cats are still there, and they're drawn to that kind of energy, Mm -hmm. but, you know, before, before the, um, before the break, we were talking a lot about the fact that, that everybody is going through an ascension process, and it, it, it seems only fair, you know, we, you and I, I, I think kind of forget that we're actually on a radio show and we just keep going, but, mm-hmm. but, but you've given out some fabulous information in your book and there are signs, there are ways of telling if you really are going through something like this. So let's, let's give people some information that they can kind of grab onto and utilize and, you know, let's, let's hand some, some tidbits out for people to i mean they can always buy your book which is on Mm -hmm. amazon it doesn't cost a fortune it's transmutation through ascension soul of the sun s-o-n um but but how would what how would somebody be able to identify whether they were psychic whether they were uh, going through an ascension process of some sort how do people who who haven't been, you know, living this field like you and I have. I mean, I've been in this field for 50 years. You've been in this field for a gazillion years as well. So we're, we're handing them about 100 years experience here. Let's give them some guidelines here. Okay, well, with, with ascension, usually what happens is the DNA starts to activate through light body, through consciousness, through higher dimensional frequencies, multidimensional frequencies that descend onto the body and what usually happens is also that the, the chakras start to really start awakening and when that happens when the crown chakra starts to get more more accepting to the higher dimensional states of consciousness people get uh, sometimes they'll get a download but also they'll get disorientation um, and that can take on symptoms pseudo symptoms it can go from you know from the chakra systems it can be it can be out of balance it can create a lot of imbalances it can be the solar plexus it could be a third eye awakening where there's a lot of psychic vision all of a sudden that they're not able to process um, they can have other things that are happening with the crown chakra where where literally if they're getting a download, they could literally get more like a very, very dizzy or spacey because the higher dimensional frequencies that are descending out, down into the body are actually trying to trying to stabilize and calibrate the body to go to a next level, to the higher levels of, of what we call ascension codes. So that's going to be another thing right there for them to look at. But but it can take on all sorts of symptoms um, from, from like stomach issues, um, survival issues. People will notice that they're going to have to peel away a lot of their emotional body because they'll, they'll feel like just naked wires insofar as things that will start to awaken them. They'll get past life recall sometimes or they'll be more psychic with people. They'll see, start to see energy. So it can take on a lot of form depending on, first of all, 
what's in their DNA to activate. But that's one of the key signatures as far as how are, how are we evolving or, or how do I know if I'm psychic is literally, it, you will know because you'll be able to see with your multidimensional sight. You'll, you'll start to get psychic awakenings with visions around people. Sometimes you'll see auras. Sometimes it'll be more of an energetic uh, vibration of some kind. But most of the time it gets interpolated correctly if you're processing the data with clarity. So I hope that covers it. I know it's probably not identical to what's in the book, but, but these are some other things that, are, that go on at the DNA level when we're being hit with what we call ascension energies. And mm-hmm. it's really big. And this is why people need to let go of the false programs and the, and the linear programming because it doesn't serve you anymore. It does what it does on a timeline and that's it. But this timeline is imploding in the illusion of we are imploding in the linear world. We're embracing multidimensional states of consciousness. And, and as expanded as that sounds, you just have to allow yourself to be First of all, aligning the chakras and making sure that they're aligned so that they're able to bring in the energies from your crown, from the galactic, you know, the full light universe down through your crown chakra and really just stabilizing their pillar of light. And of course, that can be done through meditation, qigong, tai chi, walking. Um, You know, you don't have to be a total martial artist to be involved in just balancing these energies. But I strongly suggest that people do start working with their chakras and understanding that you need to unify these chakras. They can't just be one out of balance with the other. They have to be synced up. And that's the big part to light body that most people forget. Well, now you've used that term a number of times. And I know a lot of people use that phrase but how, you know, and, and I think you and I have similar but not similar um, definitions of light body energy. So, so for you, what is the light body? Well, the light body is, is really who we are as multidimensional beings. Once we become more and more divine through what we call, um, you want to call it the Shekinah, the divine presence, the Holy Spirit, the Christ light, the, you know, that, that presence of you, that divine ascended master consciousness, when it fully starts to activate and integrate, it becomes more light. It becomes a light um, insofar as frequency, the dimensional spaces, the multidimensional spaces within the body change and start start altering. And this is building up what we call a light body. It's a body that, that eventually morphs into what we call Merkaba, which is the vehicle of light. And when this happens, it's really just an expanded um, expanded design work and multidimensional design of who you are as an ascended master. It's it just you become this awakened, expanded aura. Um, completely activated from from your crown to your feet and and a multidimensional scale. Uh, It allows you to navigate through consciousness to a point where you're able to pierce beyond dimensional space. It really becomes more what we call avatar. But the light body is also what, what the Christ, the cosmic Christ is associated with too, which is the body of light, which is the divine presence of who we are as, as ascended beings integrated into the suit. And when that happens, when you start downloading more and more of your ascended master consciousness, you're changing, your d- DNA is changing, your molecular structure is changing, your, everything is changing in you to a point where you even become more light. Um, you drop density, your eyes shine. Your, your, your aura comes out more and more. You become this divine being, and that's what the light body is. It's really the transfiguration of the atom. It's done through frequency, through consciousness, uh, through a lot of inner work, uh, spiritual work, not religious, spiritual, going mm-hmm. within the self and really diving in and understanding yourself and in your relationship to source, your relationship to the cosmic mind. And that's the way I see it. That's why I've always been, you know, as co-creator of the universe, stepping up into what we call the galactic neighborhood, but stepping up into your ascended master consciousness. And, and it's always there. I mean, the ascended master, the pillar of light is always there. You just have to open it. You have to align the energy centers for it. But the only way to really activate light body is to have your your chakras unified, to 
have done the spiritual work mentally, physically, spiritually, so that you're able to let go of any traumas, whether they're at the, the past life level or a childhood or a bad relationship, whatever it is, that needs to purge and clear. And with that comes more light. You'll feel lighter. Your vibratory rate will shift. You'll you'll start feeling your body vibrating like a, a real, you know, you just literally become more electric. And that's that's part of the photon, you know, a photon electric is what I call it. But yeah, so that's part of the process. Yeah, and I think it's important for everybody to understand. We all have this. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Not, you know, everybody has it. And and so it's a matter of are you going to do the work to bring it into a higher resonance, a higher synchronicity to to your consciousness. And and that you know, the 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 link between the consciousness and the higher consciousness is you know, it, it, you have to create a bridge to it and you do that through trust and through faith and through work and through understanding that having all of the, you can have a library of all, all the holy books and all those spiritual books that are out there, but if, and you, you, you can have read them all and memorize them all, but unless you're incorporating that material into your day to day life, because spiritual pathway is, is not, it's not something special. It isn't, you know, a veer off. It is how you live your life. Mm-hmm. So, that, so that you don't have to suddenly, you know, put on a white sheet, go to the mountaintop and wait for the mothership. It's, it's, it's how you live your life, how you, how you share your love, how you give unconditionally to people you don't know. I mean, there, there, I mean, I think the coolest thing ever is to be in the grocery store and see somebody who is usually, usually I pick the elderly ones cause they're more fun, but, but, but to be able to say something really nice to somebody who's there alone telling them how pretty the color looks on them or you know just just to give them a smile and you can see that there is a radiance that occurs when when a compliment comes from out of nowhere to somebody and it's just it's the most it it is such cool fun it's i i recommend everybody do it because because you know it does it does come back at you what you put out there comes back at you and and the more the more you realize that 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 you know what you send out returns to you always but not immediately so there has to be an element of trust and letting go when you give a kindness when you give love when you give generosity but i i i swear to you i mean i can give you you know experience after experience after experience after experience of the fact that when you let go of something unconditionally, it comes back at you and it's so greatly magnified. It's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But but people and I, I've seen people say, well, I gave so and so and I didn't get anything back the next day. So I'm never doing that again. And, you know, it's kind of like you have to let it go. You have mm-hmm. to, you know. You can't give a gift and put conditions upon it. Then it then it's no longer a gift. It's a bribe. Right. Well, then I always say there's an infinite checkbook out there, too. And people don't seem to realize the universe is rich and abundant. And so are we, really, when we choose to be and, and syncing up with those those states of consciousness. But it is true. You know, it's just being kind to each other, general compassion. And I think people have lost that that edge of communicating because they're so busy staring at iPhones now. But it is really important to establish eye contact with people, um, mm-hmm. to look at them from soul to soul, where you're actually being able to see them for who they are and what they are. I'm not saying everybody's all perfect because we have some strange ones out there, but I will say <laughs> that there's some nice people. And I noticed that too. And a lot of these people, they're not awakened. Like, I, I mean, they're, they don't, they would never understand the conversation we're having tonight, but they're nice, wonderful, 
nice, pure souls. They're good people out there who just don't understand really what's happening. And I believe that, you know, whatever level and state of consciousness they're at, they'll get home. I've always said this. We're walking each other home. We're, we're heading home to our full light design work. We're, we're still navigating. We're always going to be ascending. But to what degree we suffer is our choice because it depends on how our state of consciousness is from day to day and also what we allow ourselves to get pulled into, which is unnecessary drama. And I must say that I'm not a drama queen, but, man, can I get polarized with some of the crap that goes on in mainstream. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, because I'm a fierce warrior. I'm a spiritual warrior to some degree. So I have this stance in me that really stands bright and, and is very defiant because I, I know universal law and I understand very clearly that this control mechanism has to be broken down. We can't have this type of manipulation going on anymore here. Yeah, well, one of the things that I'm seeing so so coming to the fore of late is that the people's egos are just so out there. Mm-hmm. It's just the most amazing thing ever. And and we all have egos. I mean, it's it's part of it comes as one of the given things in the in the in the human body in the space suit if you want to call it. It's one of the things that just, you know, it's it's in the package. You have an ego. You don't you don't have to let it rule you. And, and, you know, and every, and, and I think the other thing that people have to realize that every now and then everybody slips. If mm-hmm. you were perfect, you wouldn't be here. Neither would I. I mean, if I was perfect, I wouldn't be here. You know, we, we all have things that we're working on. And, and so, so we slip, we stand in judgment here or there or whatever. I mean, we, we do things that, that the ego takes us, you know, the, what is it? The, um, the mouth is in motion before the head has been head or heart has been consulted. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it's That's just cute. I I there there are times where where um, I will rise to a challenge where I shouldn't, but I do it anyhow. And every now and then, I say, "Well, I will pay for that one at some point in time." But it felt really good at the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I always say, you know, you want to transcend it to confidence and experience and let the ego, leave the ego at the door. I used to say that when I had a, a, a grid running group that I used to do once a month and we would run, basically running light onto the world. Uh, but literally, I would tell everybody, you know, leave your egos at the door, let it go mm-hmm. and just allow for your your confidence, your your higher self and and allow that pillar of light to be present. And I think that, you know, I try to be the neutral witness for a lot of things. I, I try not to judge, but I do assess. I have this knack for being able to assess really well. And, and that's part of my profiling background. So I do have a tendency to do that. And it's not really about judgment. It's about assessment. But yeah, it can be misrepresented or misinterpreted. There's no doubt about that. But it is interesting. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, there's a fierceness to me that just doesn't back down. There's no doubt about that. So I, I can only say that about me. And I'm sure that comes from multiple lifetimes of, of doing that kind of thing. So <laughs> well, you know, I and and that's a good thing. I mean, that that apparently was part of the the program that you needed to have with you to to survive this lifetime. I think so. I, I really think so because at, at some point, you know, I really thought my life was going to be more bliss and more healing, and I was just going to do the light master surgery and write and do the DNA activation, and then I got pulled into that dark program, and all of a sudden, this warrior spirit came out that was more um, like the ninja, you know, in between worlds, and that that presence, that being had to be here, I think, to just really stay stable in what was happening. Because we are in kind of a turbulent zone. It's, uh, it's you know, it's more than a turbulent zone. It's a war zone to some degree. So, yeah, you got to have that spiritual warrior activated within or whatever you want to bring in as, as that powerful being. Well, you know, I, I think that, that that is part of what makes you want to put information out there. And I think your books, you know, do a beautiful job of that. 
and 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 you know it's it's i mean what you went through was 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 not pleasant it was it was in in many ways it 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 tore you apart and put you back together again and and what happened was you had the ability to you know yes get torn apart to a degree but 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 you put yourself back together again you weren't put back together mm-hmm. very true yeah and 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 in doing that you created the person you are today and and you know i you know the world would not be humanity would not be whole without you so there have to be people like you out there that that will not really care they will they will just you know reach out and they will they will fight for a cause mm-hmm. and you know you you probably um i i would bet that you'd had you you had had experiences where you probably were martyred for certain for belief systems and things like that and mm-hmm. and this time happily you didn't have to croak um, right well not yet <laughs> not too fierce <laughs> they're not going to take me down that easily <laughs> no but, I, yeah, I agree not. but but what 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 you have written you know does does put material out there for people you know it's for for those with eyes to see and ears to hear and 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 i think that probably you're around in order to you know put the voice out there i i once you know sort of lamented that that you know cult there were there had been cultures or or species here on the earth plane that had left their markers you know the giza plateau and and belize and and machu picchu and puka puka and i you know that that stone edifices that had stood the test of time, literally thousands and thousands of years and probably more thousands than we actually know, mm-hmm. but that, that spoke of a culture and a time. And my, my, you know, I was looking at, at, you know, what we are today as a society and 10,000 years from now, there, there will be nothing left of who or what we are now. Nothing that we have built is lasting. Maybe Mount Rushmore, but um, and then it then it occurred to me that that we are an electronic society at this point in time, and that everything that we have put out there on the airwaves is there for all of eternity. Mm-hmm. So that so that. Our words float out there. They can be picked up. They can be listened to 10,000 years, 100,000 years. I mean, they, they aren't going to dissipate. They're going to float out there for anyone who wants to tune into that they can. So we didn't have to leave monuments on the earth plane. We've left frequencies on a cosmic plane, which which is kind of even better. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point you make right there. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and also when we, we do transfer into another dimensional space, it's interesting because that benchmark, that time capsule we left, I mean, that that embodiment will be long gone, but the state of consciousness moves on. But as you were saying earlier, the personality that created that is is no longer there. So it's almost like looking at another past life and it's like looking at a, I don't know, it would be interesting to to perceive it after we leave this illusion of a planet and go and to see where we've been on the benchmark of reviewing our experiences here. But it's been a journey. Oh, for God's sakes. Yes. Uh, but you know, it's, it's kind of funny when, when you stop and think about the fact that, okay, this me, this is, this is unique unto this particular place in space. And when this me passes into the next dimension, 
I'll be a whole nother person. And, you know, hopefully I'll still have a sense of humor because, you know, that's, that's one of the best tools that I've got, actually. So, you know, you, you can't, con- I have trouble conceiving of myself being in a different vehicle and, and experiencing life in a different way. And, you know, maybe that is um, a good thing because if I had total recall of everything that I've done, I, I, I would probably be a lunatic right about now. But, um, you know, you, 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 it's, it's, it is hard to embrace, but, but yet that's what it is. It's letting go of the, the, um, the paradigms that I grew up with and allowing a different paradigm to come in. And even though I've been in the field for a very long time, you know, you struggle with that from time to time. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's why I always say I teeter between worlds, because when I say that, I mean, I'm teetering between dimensional spaces. I mean, there are times when I'm extremely off planet and, con- you know, in cosmic consciousness. And, you know, I just finished a sci-fi book, which I literally have to release. But but it's about being in alternate spaces of consciousness. And then you download into or, or downgrade. I don't want to say downgrade, but but go downshift, I guess is the word into another reality where there's a little more coarse energy and dense density. But it's all about living multidimensionally and simultaneously. You know, it's, it's very interesting. But there are moments, Barbara, you know, I look back and I, I remember the sacred moments of my life. And I'm sure you can relate. There were moments even just like smelling the trees and the pine trees or 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 the snow and how quiet it is when it falls. I mean, mm-hmm. feeling nature. And, and I, I don't want to lose that because to me, that's very sacred. But I consider a lot of people don't pay attention to things like this. You know, they they forget the beauty of just the simplicity of life. And I think when I when I do leave this illusion of a planet, that's the, probably the main thing I would miss is, is that simplicity, that silence, that peace that comes from nature, that comes from the leaves, that comes from the animals, the elements. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, it, it, you know, a lot of people say, well, this is, this is hell. And then other people say this is heaven. And, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I guess it is whatever you want to perceive it as, but yeah, I can totally relate to, um, walking my dog at three o'clock in the morning in the middle of a snowstorm and, you know, no, no cars out, no nothing, just, just walking down the center of the road and realizing that my foot footprints were the only ones in the snow. Isn't that neat? And it was magical. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I can think of, I can think of times when, you know, when I have been one with nature and it has been such an awesome experience. Um, one year, my second husband was a sea captain, and, and um, he took a job on his off time as the captain of a 140-foot square rigger, and we took people out into the ocean on a day trips. And when the engines were off and the wind filled those squares, you felt the power of spirit more more deeply than it it was always amazing to me we would motor out into the atlantic ocean and when we got far enough out they would cut the engines and there would be a moment of silence and suddenly everybody would stop talking and just feel the power of the wind catching and and that huge boat ship ship um would would, would suddenly be taken by the wind and surged forward it's, if you've never experienced something like that, you really, everybody should try it once because you feel very small and then you feel a part of, of a greater whole that is just awesome. Mm, it sounds beautiful. Yeah. 
sacred moments. That's what I mean by just living the life that we're supposed to live. In my opinion, anyway, it is really supposed to be about tuning into all of these beautiful, beautiful dimensional spaces and frequencies and elements and nature and the cosmic design behind it all. I, I don't want people to forget this, but I think sometimes they do. And I guess that's one of the reasons I put my books out, you know, was to, first of all, activate people on a higher level of spirituality with, with, with the transmutation through ascension, but, but also awaken them to the fact that there are some, in, you know, covert technologies out there that could distort and create things that would detract from where they're supposed to be in their state of consciousness. So it's an interesting little, little world we live in. And I guess it's not so little anymore, but yeah, it's, uh, it's very interesting. <laughs> what they say in the Chinese, these will be interesting times. Yeah, well, they certainly have, have begun to be. It's 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 almost like, um, you know, you look at the whole the whole planet, and it feels to me as though um, there is a rumbling going on, and and I, I keep looking at the ring of fire, and for those of you who don't know what the ring of fire is, it's it's a a ring of volcanoes and earthquakes and stuff that that are it's in the Pacific Ocean and it basically is a ring and um, earthquakes and and volcanoes and things like that have been erupting far more frequently than ever before. Mm-hmm. Now this may be a pattern that has happened over time, and and it may be a pattern that goes back. 10,000 years or so, you know, we, we, it could be, it could be a repeat of a pattern that's ancient. And yet, because our years are so few, we don't recognize the pattern, but it just seems to me as though the planet is getting ready to, ready to shift. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And of course, history has been distorted. So you really can't use a lot of that information as a benchmark. Um, that's part of it. But, you know, I always look in the, it's ebb and flow once again, and you can look at the um, man's technology to maybe in kind of prematurely, do damage to a lot of things that are happening right now. But then you can also say, well, this planet's ready to shift and it's doing its thing. And then, of course, mankind's activities and his behavioral patterns are almost spiking up on behalf of this shift that's happening. So once again, it is about the light descending onto this world and how people are able to hold that vibration. And a lot of the time, people can't hold them in um, higher dimensional states of consciousness or that pure energy. They have to detoxify. And, and of course, some people are doing it through more violence and just craziness. They don't want to let go of their paradigm. So... You know, I, I think you're right, though. There are some major changes happening here. It's been rumbling for a while now. Uh, we've got some interesting anomalies that are starting to surface. And, you know, I, I believe that everything is just morphing and morphing to a point where, you know, a lot can a lot can happen within the next two years. And I don't know. I mean, I don't like to ask you about predictions, but, you know, a lot of people are anticipating something coming in around 2018 or maybe in the next two years from the outside. I don't know if you have any insight on that, but that's very interesting, too. So um, something exterior coming in from from more like the galactic center. I, I would be I would I would probably say I, I'd agree with that. <clears throat> what I what I'm seeing initially is that that um, things like I, I keep talking about the new new Madrid new Madrid fault line, mm-hmm. and it just it feels like that's going to go again. And and the more the more I I watch it, the more I am sure that it is. Um, I even believe the government thinks it is because um, all the school systems that are along that fault line have um, disaster kits for each student with three days water, three days food in it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So so that so that the government is aware that something is happening there. Um, I I I do believe that that you know our our 
I think technology is what's really holding us back spiritually, to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I can validate that. There's no doubt about it. Well, it's detracting from people using their natural creativity and brainwaves. I mean, you know, I used to like the old days, I used to type on a typewriter. And uh -huh. I never really had a computer until later on. It was like late in the 90s, I think, or whenever. I didn't have a lot of technology around me, you know, <laughs> and I liked that. And then, of course, after I got, you know, interfaced with artificial intelligence, and that's another animal, then I realized how sacred spirit is. I mean, it's just you don't want anything that's going to deter your beautiful soul and spirit into this world of black box technologies. And it's all virtual feeds. You know, the thing is, it's, it's all an illusion. It's, it's, there's nothing substantial about it. It's not part of spirit. It's not part of source. It's just an in-person, it's almost like an imposter program. You know, it's a simulation of living. And that's the problem I have. And I think people are almost living in a simulation right now. You know, they're not taking anything seriously and they're becoming desensitized from the natural energetics of the world and the natural energetics of the cosmos. It's, it's kind of sad to see that. And maybe well, it takes an earth change to make, you know, wake them up. Well, you know, actually, I, you know, I, I, I would, I would absolutely agree with you, and and especially since things like, you know, the the earthquake in Haiti, and and we'll look at Katrina. I mean, it's it's these catastrophic things are happening, and they become just sound bites on the evening news, mm -hmm. and I mean, the people haven't, they they aren't fully recovered from Katrina yet, or Sandy. Or you know, and especially the 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 stuff in Haiti that was awful. Um, but but it it seems to me that that our 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for that that our ability to concentrate and focus on something is is just you know it's it's like ten minutes and then the consciousness is gone onto something else instead of focusing on places where there are, are needs that, that, you know, you have to take care of. It's, it's like, okay, so what's the next disaster? And then the previous disaster is, is just left hanging and not dealt with. Mm -hmm. And in, I don't think, I, I, I cannot believe that as a species, we are meant to be that way. We've no, always been, you know, we have always cared for your family. I mean, come on, barn, barn raisings. Um, I mean, we used to help each other as a community and the community is gone. Mm -hmm. It is. You know, it's interesting because when you mentioned that, that, you know, attention span thing, to me, what comes to mind is it's an interruption in the flow of consciousness and consciousness divine, defines reality. So if these people are constantly getting distracted or interrupted, well, you're not able to manifest from day to day. You're not able to focus on source or your higher self or, or to create and manifest what you wish to establish from day to day or even sync up with the rest of every, you know, the collective because they're all fragmented and, and focused on other things. That's the part I think I'm seeing more and more is the fragmentation of consciousness. In other words, mm -hmm. it's just becoming uh, chaotic. And this is why when you were talking about predictions and things, you know, the flux is what I'm seeing. The flux, it's not stable. There's nothing. It's, it's just in between spaces. There's nothing st stable here right now and, uh, unless we are the stable. We are the light. We are the beacons of light that emanate. But I agree. I think community is really important. The one thing I did see when I had the fire up here was a community really getting together. And it people just, they just started really, really connecting. And that was a nice thing to see. Well, you know, give us a real good disaster. And we're great for a time frame. Look at what happened with 9-11 too. Mm -hmm. right. I mean, I mean, it was, it was amazing how people just shipped in and people helped other people out and it was, and they didn't, they weren't judgmental and they weren't, they, they were just helping. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, if we could get back to that, it would be really, really nice when, um, when I was doing the, the overview for, um, for this year. 
um, I, it, I, I had something unusual happen. You know, usually I, I do the overview first and then I fill the months in as we go. And I, I stopped and started maybe a good dozen times because it came through differently this year than it ever has before. And I, I started, you know, I would go into it and I would hear um, marching feet, drums and fifes. And, you know, the, when I, when I finally said, all right, let me just see what I'm seeing here. And, and I, 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 I went back to the revolutionary war and it was so strange. I kept hearing those who don't pay attention to history are forced to repeat it. And I realized that, that today we are, we are, we, we have put ourselves back exactly in the same position the colonists were in in the 1700s. Mm-hmm. We're fighting against a, not a king, but a, a global corporation. Um, we are being taxed out of, out of sight. We aren't even being looked upon as, you know, they, they, they were, um, you know, they were not looked upon as English citizens. They were looked upon as colonists. So they weren't even identified as, you know, whole people so to speak. And that's where we are today. The middle class is gone. Um, And, and, you know, to me, it was like, all right, so if, if the situation is the same, is the resolution going to be the same? Is there going to be a war or is there, and, and of course we are at war to a certain Mm -hmm. degree, but I'm talking about, you know, internally and, and I kind of, I, I think that there can be a war of words. There can be a war of philosophies. It doesn't have to be guns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it feels like it's it's important for at least this country to to re recommit to a foundation that will serve the the um, the civil, you know, the the, the Americans um, as a whole and. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not sure the government at this point in time does that. So I don't know what kind of upheaval I saw, but I saw upheaval. Mm-hmm. You're right. Well, I see a war coming. I, I've, I've, I've talked about this often. I don't want to see it coming. I'd like to see everybody just phase shifting to higher levels of consciousness and we having more of a utopia free energy society. And I think at some point in the continuum that will happen. But I always call it the new Earth star because I it's right now. They're deliberately trying to sabotage Ascension, and they're doing it through creating conflict on the timeline. That will keep everybody busy and sucked into the drama to a point where they're not able to manifest and tune into the higher dimensional frequencies. But it's still not going to kill out Ascension because Ascension is a universal long given. But I will say, if people want to hold on to freedom and they want to be fortified in, in their, our beliefs, I mean, our beliefs are expanded in consciousness. What I talk about, most worlds don't understand. I mean, most most countries really don't get it. And some people will murder you for it. I mean, we don't want to go back into the dark ages. So it is a very defining point now on the timeline, in my opinion, that we have to stand up and fight. And if that means going down to a revolution, that could be possible. Because what I'm seeing is so much chaos right now and so much craziness that, um, you know, we can bury our heads in the sands and we can do mantras and we can pray and pray and pray. And yes, that helps. And that changes reality. But when push comes to shove and we start seeing things happening in our country I think we're going to have to make a choice. And, you know, those of us who are like, I'm, I'm so used to going in and out of multiverses and worlds. It, it doesn't bother me to be, you know, I could stay here today and leave tomorrow and I'd be okay with that. Um, 
you know, I love being in the illusion of space, I guess, but you know what I mean? It's just, I'm not uh-huh. intimidated by the, the illusion of death. In other words, um, some people would have a harder time with that. So I, I would say, I think we are heading towards a revolution. I think we're, we're, we're teetering in that direction. Well, well, look, look what happened back in, in, I don't know, um, the 1800s, Tesla energy would right. have given us free energy. Yep. And they I mean, basically took it and now it's weaponized. Yeah. yeah. And, and it just, it, it, but, but they could go back to it. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I still I, think, I think, I think Tesla did something here on this illusion of a planet before he left that he didn't tell anybody about. I really believe that something's going to happen at some point where this planet's going to light up, but I can't explain it. But I, I do think he left something behind that they don't have access to. That's just well, my I, take. You know, I, I, I would tend to agree. He was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, brilliance is not appreciated. It's condemned. And, and so, so you, you, you know, you get, you get anybody that has an, an invention. That, uh, my father was in the FBI during, during World War II. And he, he was at a demonstration. Um, and it was out on Long Island, and they 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 brought um, brand new cars with with you know they'd never been run. They were you know they filled the gas tanks with water, with just plain water, hose water, salt water, any kind of water, and they put a little white pill into the tank, waited a couple of minutes, and the the car ran nice. on the water. Awesome. Government bought the patent, and you—you've never seen it. It's a shame, isn't it? I mean, there, there. Yes, I mean, there is such brilliance in the society here, and 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 it's it's. It, well, look at what was it the the windshield wiper on the car? You know, I mean, that, that man lost the. You know, he sold it or whatever, but but he he created something that was magical that helped and. And, and somebody bought it and made a profit off of it. What I, I mean, when you have people out there that are so brilliant, that are so amazing, that can really create things that, that will will help the population. And we have people in this country that are homeless and that are hungry, and there's no reason for that. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah, it's a shame, and it needs to change. And that's the thing. There's so much greed involved. And what's amazing is a lot of these, you know, these cabals and these organizations that have confiscated all of these patents and this information, they weren't the brilliant minds. They just stole the data. That's all they've been doing is stealing data and hoarding it for their own control purposes. But, you know, we could change the world overnight, Barbara. We could really change it overnight for the better. And that's the that's the vision I've always held um, for this world. And for you're yeah, right. Nobody should go hungry globally. Nobody should be suffering there should be no illness, technically speaking. And we've had technologies like Rife and other technologies that could literally assist in healing people. There's no reason for people to suffer. There really isn't, or animals or anybody else. Well, when you look at especially the medical industry, I mean, I do believe that cancer has, they have a cure for cancer. They've had it for years. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. Yeah. And and because it is against their, their, their betterment, it's against their checkbooks, um, to have it cured, um, they people keep dying of it, and it 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 boggles my mind that that humanity seems to be forgotten in the pursuit of money and power. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And what they're forgetting is that, you know, inside, as we talk about the suit, you know, the suit, this little space that we operate and function in, we are divine beings. We are an extension of the cosmos. You know, nobody's just a, a little, you know, we're real beings. We're life forms here. And that's what people have seemed to have forgotten along the way, especially these people and these these dark agencies, cabals, whatever you want to call them. They literally don't understand the, the soul and the spiritual evolution of the soul. I do believe some of them are very, very jealous of that you know, the, the ascension process or the capabilities of being an immortal being, because we are immortal. I mean, we're immortal beings, we're immortal souls, and we'll keep continuing on and we'll keep ascending. But what we don't want to do is polarize with all this this evil, because there's no place for it in the cosmos, in my opinion. I mean, just, I like bliss myself. I, I choose to be in the blissful states. Unfortunately, we're, we're on this, um, uh, the war zone again, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's changing. I really do believe it. This is the last time we'll have to deal with this kind of conflict. That's my take anyway. Um, I, I believe this is it. This is the end game and that it really is about, you know, really, really being sharp and also being that beacon and pillar of light. Well, I totally agree. But but, you know, it's it's to me. OK, so so if we look upon, you know, these these multi levels and everything and these dimensions, you know, when we we pass over, we pass into another dimension, another level of consciousness, another way of expressing and growing um it, it it's sort of like we are on a journey that is never ending yet it's constantly complete at the same time yeah it's infinite there's no doubt and what i also see is that you know with the conflict if you keep your vibratory rate higher as we all know when you transfer out you go to a higher dimensional space in other words um it'll be like a glass like a wall of glass where you'll see um maybe you'll be able to observe conflict and war on one dimensional space but you'll be in a higher vibration so you won't be able to participate with that but you'll be able to observe it i think that happens also so this is what i mean by really keeping your energy fields you know try to keep them calibrated to higher dimensional states of consciousness by raising your frequency and i know it's hard to do right now because they've tried so much they've tried to use technological um you know so many different technologies to literally run interference but i know we can we can rise above it oh, i totally agree and the thing is the people that are that are now waking up that are that are taking starting that journey towards their own levels of self awareness i mean they 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 truly are genuinely recognizing the fact that 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 illusion has been um has kept them back from becoming as complete a person as they can possibly be. Mm-hmm. And, and it's letting go of the illusions. This, this lifetime, uh, this present lifetime for all of us may, may just be an exercise in, in identifying illusion and passing through that mirror, passing through the illusion into a greater reality within ourselves. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I, I believe it's about mastering consciousness, and that's all part of it. And also, I, the more we ascend, the more we receive soul ascension energies, what we call ascension energies, the more we can see through the matrix. We can see through the false matrix and we can decode. The reason that we are able to do what we're doing, you and I and beings like us, is because we are advanced in our psyche. And I say this with no arrogance. We are be a- we're able to decode what's going on here. We can see the lies. We can see the deception. We know it needs to be changed. That comes from a full light benchmark. That comes from our higher self uh, multidimensional design work. So people can access that. What I do see are people 
you know, I want them to be empowered. My whole, my whole life, I'm always about, you know, I taught martial arts, you know, I like to empower people. I don't want to disempower them. And the best way to empower them, well, your show is one way to do that, you know, be the voice, be out there teaching as the teacher's teacher, but putting books out, put information out, you know, do what you can to, to empower them. But they have to also, like you were saying, not just read, they have to act, they have to get up and do it. It's like, I, I earned my black belt. You can't sit there and watch a TV show and pretend you're a martial artist. You got to get in there and you got to, you got to train, you got to hurt, you got to, you know, you gotta sweat uh-huh. all these other things to achieve what you want to achieve, just like anything else and work what we call, you know, our muscles, even with our psychic ability, you practice, you learn, you just do it and it, and it evolves and it grows. And I think that's, that's what people need to realize. It's about self-empowerment and they can get themselves out of this, but they have to be self-empowered to do it. Oh, absolutely. And, and there, there are again, also in, 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 I totally agree with everything you said, but on top of that, there there are there are different levels. There's the aspect of are you going to be a technician or an artist? Are you going to practice something, you know, and 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 you know, repeat it over and over again, or are you going to allow yourself to become the artist and take those tools and create even greater things with it? Mm-hmm. And. And, you know, if you've listened to, uh, I, I especially identify it with, with musicians, you know, you can tell who is technically accurate, but there's no life to it. There's no spirit to it. And then you, then you can hear people play a piece of music where you know their soul is in every note. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's just it. You know, let the soul breathe, let the soul be creative. And and I kind of wondered, and I've, I've, I've always talked about this too, that some of us really do have a soul embodiment and we're a benchmark in the cosmos of where our soul's origin has come from, our spirit. And some, I believe, are sometimes entities. I don't even know if they have souls. You know, I've looked at a lot of uh, what I call disembodied units here who's, who appear to not have a soul force, who, who don't appear to have a real spirit. So that's something I look at also. Yeah, there are those people out there, and and it is kind of weird. It's it's sort of like they have the vehicle, but there's nothing in, you know, the lights are on, but nobody's home. Right, yeah, it's almost like it's been, what did they call it? Um, it's just some kind of an electronic entity or something. I, I don't know what it is, to be honest with you, but there's nothing there. And whatever it is, it's not connected to what I call the full light universe. It's not connected to the cosmic design. It's not, its origin is not from soul or spirit or the evolution of consciousness. So that... I, it could be a species thing, too. It could be different species here because, you know, as you and I probably, you know, I'm sure you realize that the suit is the suit, but we're, we're species in this suit, too. There's a there's a different yeah. life here from other origins and other other parts, so different galaxies and things like that. But that gets more into the esoteric galactic world. I mean, you can also look at it, okay, so that, that we are we are a spirit in a in an avatar. I mean, is our spirit, is this, is this our spirit's vacation? You know, is this, I can think a better place than this. Let me tell you. (laughs) I'd like to say I'm just here for the pizza, the animals. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I could, I could go along with those two things. I just no, it's such a, it's such an amazing trip. It's so exciting and it's so um, vital. And, and, uh, you know, there's, there is so much magic out there. And people just, you know, if they can just start recognizing the magic, their lives will be transformed. I agree. And that's the whole thing. I don't want to see magic snuffed out, you know, by all this control that's going on right now. I never want to see the, that beauty, that illumination just get blown away by by all of these cabals or corporate agendas or anything else. And I tend to think that they try to do that to some degree or at least control it. So 
Well, I I have a sign in my garden, and it says, "To those who those who don't believe in magic will never find it." Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and you know, as children, we believed in magic, and and you know, fireflies and shooting stars were just absolutely awesome. And mm-hmm. and to to not remember those times, and I mean, how many of us actually? I mean, I go out and look for shooting stars on a pretty regular basis. I spend time staring at the stars nice. and not many, not many, um, not many people do that. Not many people stop and smell the roses anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so, it's so amazing to have those experiences and, and our children today. Um, I have two grandchildren. They are so scheduled. It's unbelievable. They don't have the time to have that kind of, magic happen in their lives and that's a sad thing mm-hmm. it really is a sad thing and those are the moments that we were talking about earlier that i appreciate so much it's just magic in general just that whole magical moment of of just being in tune with what's here and, and you mm-hmm. know as we all say you know we're not going to come back at this point in time you and i what we're having right now it'll never happen again the same way and and it's really important to understand that appreciating every moment every single moment we have while we're here to appreciate it because it's not going to be the same ever again no you know? and and in that thought, I, I have to tell you, I so appreciate your coming on the show. I just, you are such a delight to talk to and to, to pump for information. Well, likewise, it's been an honor for me to communicate with you too. And I'll have to have you back on my show as well, because I just adore you. I, I just love you. I think you're wonderful. And you're, you're a teacher's teacher, Barbara. And that's what I love about you is you have so much to bring here. And I hope you write your book. Get your <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, um, I, it's definitely in, in me and there are a couple of them. And I think at some point in time, I will get to the point where I just say, okay, this is the year that I just write everything. And I, and I, I think probably starting three or four of them at the same time is probably the way that I'm going to have to go. So I can just kind of hopscotch between them and keep myself interested in everything because um, there's just so much to learn and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, happily time is relative so that, uh, you know, or it doesn't exist at all. And, you know, at, at 72, I keep thinking, well, how many years do I have? As many as I need. That's right. <laughs> Thank you again. Thank- I loved it. It's great. Thank you so much for being here. I truly am so grateful that you're around. Likewise. Great conversation, ladies. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Radio at freedomslips.com. We'll be right back after this message. This is the people's war. It is our war. We are the fighters. Fight it then. Fight it with all that is in us. And may God defend the right. Warning, warning. They're gonna stop us! They're gonna kill us all! See how the trouble you've started? Be they the government, be they industry, be they organized labor, be they anyone, or human beings! Time when the operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart, that you can't take part, you can't even passively take part, and you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels of 
upon the leaders by all the apparatus and you've got to make it stop and you've got to win the day to the people who run it, to the people who own it, that unless you're free, the machine will be prevented from working at all. Revolution Radio of FreedomSlips.com, the number one listener-supported talk radio station.